Hello and welcome to the Metal and High Heels podcast, episode one. Today we talk about mental health. You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle and entertainment. Hey everybody, this is Steffi, Pia and Kiki. Thank you for joining us. So today our topic is mental health and uh, Kiki had a really good interview with Cassie from Mercy Isle, um, which you're going to hear after our chat. And you talked about a TV series or is it a web series? I don't know, but I didn't really know what was going on in the first part. So please take me in. <laughs> We started talking about 13 Reasons Why, the new Netflix series. It's been on for uh, two or three weeks already, right now, and today is uh, April 24th. A lot of people have already watched it. Uh, there have been a lot of um, articles online about it, and it's based on a, on a book that was uh, published apparently about 10 years ago or something, and... Um, It's a book for young adults, and I hate that description of, of, of literature, literature, you know, young adult literature. What's that? Um, but anyway, it's about a teenage girl and her struggling in school, being bullied, and in the end, or no, at the beginning already, you know that she has killed herself. Mm -hmm. And then during the the book or during the TV show, you learn why. Okay, um, so she has got 13 reasons why she killed herself. So to speak. Exactly. Yes. But it was um, it was a very interesting starting point for the interview because after that, uh, Cassie could elaborate no, not only on, on her opinion about the book because she had already read it, but also about the subject and her own mental health issues and why we should just talk about this topic more freely. So listen to the interview. I hope you like it. Let's see. Um, just started reading the book 13 Reasons Why yesterday and I'm almost finished with it already. <laughs> um Yeah, we can start. Uh, we can start with that topic if you want. Yeah, it's you know it's a pretty pretty good book. It's more of like a point uh, of inspiration, I think, for the TV show because I yeah. totally binge watched the TV show in about two days, and um, and this book. I mean, it's 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 a pretty decent inspiration for it. But um, I think this book was also written before the real renaissance of smartphones. So, um, what I like about the show is that it incorporated cyberbullying, especially with how, um, the teenagers would send around photos right away and everybody was instantly, you know, Notified. texting each other and ruining everybody's reputations in just a matter of seconds. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, there's that. And then also, um, the book doesn't go very deep into certain gory details of, how like specifically like, I mean, um, like for example, at one point in the book, um, like in the TV show, 
the have have you seen the TV show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just also okay. binged watch it last um, week. Yeah. Oh, so you so you know that that part like toward the beginning where um, Hannah and Justin are in the park and she's on the slide and he takes a picture of her and he tells all his friends that he basically felt her up and went up her skirt and everything. And God knows what they did probably had sex according to the TV show. Yeah. Well in the book, um, there wasn't a photo, so he didn't show his friends, you know, pictures of her crotch as she was sliding down the slide. And he, um, in the book, he just, the rumor was that he stuck his hand up her shirt and she let him touch her boobs on her bra. Okay. So like, I mean, yeah, that, that might be something that high school kids do, but yeah. So I kind of feel like the TV show is a little bit more brutal, but a little bit more honest too, especially with today's technology and just how quickly things spiral out of control. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it's a good story. Really good story. Yes, it is. I have also been reading a lot of um, critique to the show because of that, because it shows so much, um, mm-hmm. especially towards the end. Oh, uh, God, yeah. It is indeed very, um, what's the word? It's shaking, shakes yeah. you to the core. Yeah, totally. And um, so there there have been a lot of people uh, criticizing uh, mostly the, the, the suicide part. Yeah, um, and saying that it's actually that it could actually inspire teenagers because it shows how to do it. You know, here's the thing, though. Everybody that I know who've watched it, they're just so upset, and their stomachs turn. Like they almost feel like they're going to throw up when watching the scene. It's not, it's not a point of inspiration. It is, it is gross. It's disgusting and it's terrifying to watch, you know, Mm. and it's not romanticized in the show. So I don't know exactly why, like, and I mean, certainly if anything, I mean, there's kids are not dumb. They're going to figure it out. There's Google. Yeah. yeah, there's 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 Google. And I mean, there's so many other ways. I mean, the in the book, in the book, she swallows pills. Mm-hmm. So I think part of the reason that they went so graphic is to not let it be so um, uneventful, I guess. Yeah. Where, you know, swallowing pills is probably most people thinking the most painless thing to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I think in in them changing how she killed herself to make it much more like gut turning mm-hmm. is I think probably a smarter choice too because it's it's oh it's it's mortifying and disgusting to watch you yeah. know so um <clears throat> so yeah I think some of the people who are freaking out too much about it are probably also the people who think that Harry Potter promotes Satanism. So. <laughs> And I mean, I think the one thing that is that this show really, I mean, in, in my opinion, I think it's really important. I think teenagers should watch it and they should watch it with their parents. You know, like, um, like I think that open dialogue should be there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's like, it's so important. And especially because, you know, there are so many people who have gone through this and there are parents who have gone through this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember having a brief discussion with, um, someone on Facebook, uh, not a personal friend of mine, but in a discussion group. Um, she said that she was having lots of issues lately with, um, grappling with her own assault when she was much younger. Um, Mm -hmm. and she's got kids now and all she wants to do is just, you know, drink away her pain and hide in her bed and everything because she just couldn't deal with it. And, you know, I think in that case, you know, watching the show or, or reading the book, but preferably watching the show, I think, because it's probably a lot more accurate to her experience. Like it would probably give her some sort of comfort and closure knowing that she's not alone in going through it and seeing other characters go through it. And basically it's stated really clearly that you can't take blame as a victim. Mm -hmm. Like this is, you know, it's, it's important, I think, for people who have gone through that to know that, you know, while they're completely mortified and ashamed, there really shouldn't be any blame put on them to feel that much shame. You know, it should be angry, you know, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I do think that it's a very important discussion point and that this could actually, you know, for some people give them a bigger opportunity to connect with their kids and build an even more trust and discussion and, you know, share some tears and everything. I think it's a really good idea that way people don't carry the stuff inside of them for so long and let it eat them up. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and so I really do think that this show does create much more discussion and also, you know, obviously it's breaking the ice on it. You know, you can just just get it out. And I don't think, I mean, part, part of the show, I think, is pretty much shaming all of the people who would discourage discussion, you yeah. know, and and really saying, you know, of all the things you have to be much more open to other people, realize how everything you do impacts other people, be sensitive to that and talk to them. I mean, the show even ends with, um, Clay Jensen, uh, talking to sky, a girl that for the most part he has been avoiding, Mm -hmm. but instead he decides, you know what, I'm going to start paying attention to this girl that nobody seems to understand. I'm going to have a conversation with her and I'm going to be more friendly with her because she deserves that. So, yeah. And that's also, I think, uh, a nice way to, to go over to the subject of, um, of mental health because mm-hmm. um, I think it, it should be a, uh, an easier topic to talk about and uh, way less uh, a thing to be ashamed of. I think um, uh, we, should all, we should all at one point or another do some kind of therapy to, uh, you know, just to make sure we're not, um, we don't have things in our basements. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. like I think I think there is like this stigma around therapy and um, there shouldn't be and it should be uh, something that we talk about more freely and without um, yeah without without being afraid of, of being um, labeled things yeah I mean for whatever reason it seems that so much of society thinks that you know like 
yeah, I don't know. It's almost like that weird kind of 1950s mentality of like everything is perfect. Everything is in its place. Nothing is out of sorts for, you know, people to tear apart as public opinion. So everything has to be absolutely perfect. And it's really weird to actually think about that because that's people who live like that. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, people really do need to open up and not be afraid of, you know, even, I mean, therapy or talking and, you know, when it comes to mental health or even people who have disorders, you know, like myself, I'm bipolar, Mm -hmm. um, people are so afraid of being diagnosed in some sense, like it's going to people, I think, get the opinion that you're either normal. Mm. Um, I think I put this on Facebook once. They either get the opinion that you're either normal, you're an asshole, or you're batshit crazy. And that's really unfortunate because it's such, it's like they deny that the brain is an organ with Mm -hmm. possible malfunctions. I mean... I mean, mental health is such a huge wide array. I mean, when it comes to mental health, you know, people who are quote unquote normal, who are just going through really rough patches in their life that can cause them mental trauma, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, incredibly normal. I mean, even high school kids, if they do suffer something like sexual assault or um, getting severely bullied, they're going to need somebody to talk to because that obviously that affects their mental health. It's not necessarily going to cause, um, them to develop a disorder unless it's already predisposed in their, you know, biological system. But, um, but I mean, when it comes to certain people who do suffer from, um, like brain disorders, you know, like bipolar disorder, or if they've got various different things and they're so afraid of having somebody tell them that, they need pills or that they need therapy because it's such a stigma. They're afraid of like not being seen as in control of their life or not being sane or normal or whatever. And it, it, it robs them of the ability to become normal. Yeah. If that makes sense. Isn't like also, um, like some kind of relief to, uh, be diagnosed and be able to do something about, um, let's take um, mood swings or depression, for example. You know, that uh, when you think uh, you're not doing so well and you can't really um, get to the... um, to the root of the problem and you suddenly get a diagnosis and you think, okay, now I can get treatment. Now I know what it is happening to me. Isn't it like relieving also? I mean, when when I was first diagnosed, I was in denial. In hindsight, I can see that, you know what, getting, getting diagnosed while at the time I felt was so embarrassing, you know, um, and then looking back on different things that I've done in my past thinking, Oh my God, I, you know, had, had I been more level like I am now, I probably wouldn't have done half of the things that I've done in my past. Um, you know, I, I'm very relieved now as have being diagnosed because Mm -hmm. 
like, oh, this explains why I feel the things I feel. This explains why I've done some of the things I've done. Like instead of sitting there being ashamed the whole time, wondering, oh my God, why did I do that? Now there's an explanation for it. And I mean, granted, yeah, it can still be really embarrassing, but at least this demon has a name Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I have some place to start from and I have resources to, you know, at my disposal to actually use and help combat these issues that sometimes I face. So yeah, like as somebody who has been diagnosed now for mm, nine years, like now Mm -hmm. I can finally just live my life very contentedly. I mean, I know it's not easy for most people. I mean, or for a lot of people, not necessarily most people. I'm, you know, I'm high functioning and everything. Mm-hmm. But there's some people that they can't, they can't maintain jobs yeah. because it's that much worse for them or that much more um, challenging. I pr- probably shouldn't say worse, but much more challenging for them. And it's, you know, it, it can be very unfortunate for a lot of people who struggle with it. But that's why I think it's really important to break the stigma because, so much of society, like I said, they don't understand, like they see people do things and they, they don't stop to think, wait a second, is there, is there some other reason that they're doing this weird thing, this unexplainable thing, or this weird change in moods or, or, um, or personality? Like they don't stop to think that something else could be driving it. They just automatically assume that people are either assholes or nuts. And they don't, yeah. yeah, And they don't stop to think, wait, I could probably offer this person some help or try to make sure that they're okay or safe. I mean, they just kind of abandon people sometimes. And that's really bad because, you know, that could ultimately lead to suicide. There are so many people who struggle with these things. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that's another reason why it's so important to, be able to talk about caring for people with mental health, yes. not ostracizing them. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Or mental health issues. Yeah. But yeah. I love the, the, um, the scene at the end of 13 reasons. Um, when, uh, what you mentioned before, when, um, Clay and what was her name again? Sky, Sky, exactly. When Clay and Sky uh, like start talking, and uh, one of them asks the other, "Are you okay?" and they say no, and it's like, yeah, it should be okay to say no to that question. No, I'm not doing okay. Maybe I want to talk about it. Maybe I don't want to talk about it. But this always, how are you doing? Oh, great! And and you know, like um, mm-hmm. very. Very on the surface to try to show, to try to act like you're doing okay is, is harmful. Yeah, it is. It is so, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, something that sometimes just drives me nuts about American culture and something that I can really appreciate about like Finnish culture, for example, um, at least what I've seen for the most part, if you talk to some Finnish people, Like, you know, you go visit Finland or whatever, and you talk to some Finnish people. If you don't really know somebody, you don't really say, hello, how are you doing? They they basically, for the most part, they keep their dialogue very blunt and honest. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some people are just not chatty. You know, they, 
some people, they, you know, they might nod their head, say hi, but then they kind of go about their business. But if you talk to somebody and say, oh, hi, how are you doing? It might take them off guard and think, oh my gosh, this person is asking me about my personal life. Um, you know, and then you might end up, they might end up being really honest with you. And then as a Westerner, you're going to be like, oh, oh, wow, um, this person is telling me much more than I had anticipated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, I think that's how it should be. If you're going to ask that question, you you should be honest about it. Here I get so, sometimes I get so irritated or driven nuts when I'm I'm in the office at my day job and I go get coffee and I hear people talking in the kitchen about the most mundane, bland stuff. And I I sit here and I think, are they just talking to hear themselves speak or do they really think they're being polite and not wasting other people's time? Like this is, it's maddening how superficial conversations are. We should have, we should focus more on saving our breath for things that truly matter instead of glossing it all over. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Very true. Thank you so much, Cassie, for opening up uh, to us and our <laughs> audience. Well, I, I'm happy to. I'm I'm very happy to to talk about this kind of stuff because you know it's very important to me, and especially because, like I said, when I was diagnosed, I was in denial, and now I'm like, wow, I'm I'm actually happier now, and that I can. You know, for people who are just finally getting diagnosed now to have somebody else to talk to, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. try to help walk them through it. You know, it's I, I feel better as a human being being able to be there for somebody else when they're going through it. Yes. And yeah, it's it's really it's really just important. I try not to be shy about it because it shouldn't be something that we're ashamed of. It should be something that we should embrace and say, oh my God, thank God that there's an explanation for this. And this isn't who I am. This is just something that I deal with, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, you're welcome. It's very and interesting. And thank you for asking. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. You are our first interview guest for the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so thank you so much for being uh, for being here with us today. <laughs> I am honored. <laughs> oh, and uh, thanks a lot for our super cool podcast jingle. Oh, you are welcome. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say? Um, just I guess uh, a shout out to my bandmates in the Netherlands. Um, I mean, well. And also Chad, but Chad's here with me. But uh, <laughs> shout out to my to my boys way across the ocean, and you know I I miss them to bits. Oh, good lord, do I miss them to bits? They're such really, really incredibly cool guys. Um, so, hello, Yop, Iwa, Freak, Elko. <laughs> I love you guys, and I miss you. And also all of the wonderful people that we have met over there in Europe and the other awesome bands um, that are doing their wonderful things. Because I will say that the the European metal community, it, like, it's so, it's like everybody knows everybody else. It seems like so um, 
such a tight knit community. It's so wonderful. So hello to all of my friends out there and, um, Vitrar Draugurin, I think that's how you might say their name. A uh, nice Dutch band with Eric mm-hmm. Hazebrook and um, uh, Marion Wellman. Uh, they just released a new uh, EP album. So I'm hi to them. <laughs> cool, cool people. We got to check that out. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kathy. Yeah, no problem. And thank you for having me. So what did you guys think about that? I think she's totally right. Um, We should talk more about mental health and about about problems we have. Because in my family, um, there are people who have burnout or kind of depression. And um, I started talking about that with other people because... um, my family is very open-minded in that, on that topic. So um, it's mm-hmm. okay for them if I tell other people, oh, my mother had burnout or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started talking about the topic. And um, every time I started talking about that, other people said, oh, yeah, well, I, I know what you mean. Or I feel the same sometimes. Or I thought about going to the doctor or whatever. So um, you just have to make a start. And if more people really start talking about the topic, the mental health, um, you'll see that other people, they want to talk about that too. And it's not a topic that should be locked away. Yeah, or, or stigmatized. Yeah, exactly. I think the open to be open-minded towards such topic to a very difficult topic also. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's not very easy. And the question which which uh, Kathy told this, uh, how are you? Just just uh, instead of hello, it's always much more easier to say yeah, thank you, I'm fine. But to say yeah, I'm I'm sick today. I'm bad, and that's also very hard, I think, for the one who said it, but also for the one who gets this answer to deal with it. And I mm-hmm. think that's also a problem. Huh? And in many, many societies, um, it's just not common. Um, they they say, hello, how are you? And they just mean hello. So it's not a real question. And as she said, yeah, um, in, in some countries like Finland, I think that's her example, um, People mm-hmm. wouldn't ask that question without meaning it. And I think it's um, yeah. even worse, worse, not really worse, but it's um, stronger in the Latino American society. Am I right? Um, I think they are even more, um, they have this kissing society. <laughs> How can I explain that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you kiss on the cheek to say hello. Yes, yeah. and you're acting very friendly and um, and very yeah. polite. Yeah, that's that's totally true. The the Latin American society, the people. I don't know if it's the same in Spain, but in Latin America, it is very like um, <clears throat> uh, hypocritical. Even it's like you 
you always uh, try to be super friendly and super polite mm-hmm. as if you are best friends with everybody and and yes you always ask like oh and how have you been and how's your family and how are your children and you're and and you don't even really care so uh, yes it's uh but but here sometimes too i feel like it's 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 become this kind of keeping appearances kind of thing you know um And social media has had an effect on that, I think. Mm-hmm. Like um, everything people post or, or the pictures or whatever. It's just, you know, when you're having fun, when, when, everybody, when everything is going great, you post your, your success stories and, and the things that you're proud about. And nobody knows when you're not doing well. Mm. <laughs> I've seen a, a really funny video. There is a guy um, who who I think his girlfriend left him and has a new boyfriend and he sees all that on Facebook. And then mm-hmm. um, he starts to to fake his life. So um, he drives on a mountain with his car and then he puts water in his face and takes a picture and says, oh, I've been running so many <laughs> kilometers today. And um, then his boss kicks him out of the company because he's not doing a good job. And then he said, yeah, I quit my shitty job today. And everybody just <laughs> celebrates what he does, but um, he really feels um, his life is really bad at that moment. Yeah, so if you think, um, okay, you only see positive or positive things from this person from this person or or you only hear the good things or or they might even tell you only the good things. But if that's not true, and that's what I meant when I, when I told to Cassie, um, at least among friends, you know, uh, it should be socially acceptable to say, um, no, I'm, I'm freaking sad today, you know? Yep. And you but don't even have you to talk about thing, but I understand you, Kiki, of course, and I agree, definitely. But mm-hmm. I always ask myself how to act if there is really a friend to say that if you just want to drink a beer together with five people, five friends, and then someone told you, no, I'm I feeling bad today. How would you react? Um, the first thing I would ask you if you want to talk about it, if you want uh, me to listen to you or if you want me to give you some advice or um, I don't know. Most people just don't want to mean. be alone with their problems. So a friend of mine, she um, she had a bad relationship and um, the story is over now, but she feels very sad about that. And she keeps writing me messages like, oh, I feel so bad. And today I saw him uh, when I was driving to the city and now I'm um, I'm a total mess again. And then um, I said, oh, okay, that's, that's not so nice. And should we do something? And she said, no, I just need to talk about this. I just need to tell you because otherwise I would tell myself all the time. And that would mm-hmm. make it even worse. So they just exactly. have to talk about it. They just have to relieve somehow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, it's also different for everybody because I think some people want to talk about it. Some people uh, don't want to talk about it, want to think about something else and so and need some distraction. But, but you know, it's easier to, to, to get distracted if you're, if you're with someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think th- mm-hmm. some people also just want to let you know because they might act differently than they would normally do. 
Yeah, so they too. maybe cannot feel happy for you when you say, oh, I got a new job or whatever. And they're like, mm, yeah, good for you. So that mm -hmm. you only know what's going on with them. I mean, I just want to be a little bit negative <laughs> to get another <laughs> opinion in this little discussion. And yeah, I think um, if you're, I think it depends very much on the situation where you talk about your mental health. And um, of course, it's, you need good friends with good family and where you can, where you can talk about such topics in a, in a calm surrounding and yeah, in a calm situation. But maybe it's not the perfect thing to talk about in a pub while drinking your beer and your friends want to have fun this evening. And then you start such sad topics. Could be hard. Yes. But that's the situation you can, uh, in which you can say it before. No, I don't feel so good today. I won't come. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> But I know what you mean. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, that was kind of <laughs> the purpose <laughs> of uh, the interview and almost of this whole episode, you know, uh, just to uh, to establish that talking about mental health issues, um, depression, or, um, you know, when you're just struggling with your emotions, it's fine to talk about it. It should be talked about it. Um, yes, and I want to mention um, Cassie is not the only one who talks about that so openly. Um, Lindsay Schoolcraft from Cradle of Health posts a lot about her mental issues. And I think, Steffi, you told me that Cobra Page also posted Yeah, exactly. Also it talked was about interview. it. Yes, it was an interview. I do not have the magazine now in my mind. Definitely forgot it. But yeah, also see, uh, she told something about it and yeah, about mental strength and yeah. So the topic is coming up more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Also, uh, well, Floor uh, talked about her. Oh, burnout yeah. pretty openly after yeah, I think after that happened. So because she also had it in fact a very heavy head burnout. Um, it was very concrete situation because she was I don't think about a year maybe. I think she was a long time ill. I think we also talked to uh, we also asked her about that in our interview, didn't we? I don't remember. <laughs> we should <laughs> check it out. We'll put a link to the interview. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the we will link that interview. It was a, a great interview with Lori Jansen. And um, yeah, we've come to the end of our show this time, but we will be back in two weeks, approximately, because we are uh, having a podcast episode twice a month. And um, we will also post it with, uh, with show notes, um, you know, with an article, with the links and everything that we have uh, mentioned and we have here a lottery. today. So we have a lottery. Yeah, we have a giveaway. That's true. Last <laughs> time we forgot to, to mention the giveaway. But among the people who um, review our podcast on iTunes, we will give away what? It's a very special makeup bag because we took it with us when we were at Female Metal Event and at Metal Female Voice Fest. And to all the other concerts we went to, 
after these events and we asked all the ladies to sign the makeup bag. Yeah, with uh, a lot it's autographed by a lot of women in metal and imagine it's it has autographs from the last um, metal female voices fest maybe ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> True story. <laughs> all right, so what you have to do for that is go to iTunes, find our podcast and leave a review and of course if it is if it is a five star review it would be better <laughs> <laughs> but that's up to you and of course remember to subscribe to the to the podcast on iTunes uh, you can also subscribe on Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts and of course you can follow us where Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> yes, we on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and um, all of the socials. On YouTube, yes. Subscribe to us, to us on YouTube. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.